go right we're back uh we have reached the point of the show that i wait for every week very impatiently and finally we're here again and that is the time to bring in our uh, the man the myth the legend uh he is a 94 wip show producer and the host and co-creator of the birds iq podcast as you can see here on the edge of philly.com every thursday night at 7 p.m the benevolent mr kyle quinn kyle welcome back and it is week 15 already kyle what has happened to the season oh man it's flying by dude a little bit upset, buddy, but uh, I'm happy to be here with you. Yes, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, Ever, you know, uh, we can lament about all that in a minute, but let's. We have a we we have a 12 and one football team in this town, Kyle Quinn, uh, and uh, I'm definitely going to be one of those that come out on the coin of I didn't see that happening, uh, and I'm sure maybe you didn't either because you did have them at 12 and five. I don't know how you. I don't remember quite how you got them at 12 wins. I don't know if it was. Uh, 12 and one and then losing the next four in a row to finish at 12 and five. I don't think it was that way, but, uh, but Kyle, there's no, there's no mistake in the point that this team has been dominant, uh, especially the last two weeks. We came on this program last week and talked about wash and repeat. At least that's what I talked about. That's exactly what they did against the giants. And it was a even more dominating effort uh, against the New York giants to a tune of 48 to 22. How are you feeling about the birds right now, Kyle? Well, it really feels like they're clicking on all cylinders. And like you said, it was the uh, the copy and paste performances, as uh, as you said, just minus the uh, minus all the pre snap penalties, which they yeah. got cleaned up. Seems like uh, yet again another week where they go into it. You know, you have one thing that you want to address or, or work on, and and they do, and they, they work they work on it. They uh, and they answer those questions with you know with with flying colors. And you you said it was another ass kicking. Uh, this time against the Giants in the Meadowlands, a place where it seemed like Jalen Hurts struggled or probably had one of his worst games of his career, uh, and he completely silenced all of that talk. So, uh, yeah, just an all-around great game, great performance by uh, all three phases of the team, and, yeah, just a, uh, they seem to be clicking at the right time, man. And by virtue of that, the Eagles have locked up the first, uh, they are the first team to lock up a playoff spot in 2022, and now we can start setting our sights for Obviously, the next step is the NFC East, and then that number one overall seed. Kyle, before we get into this week's matchup against the Bears, um, you, we talked on this show last week, and you were adamant, and you said that the first seed means everything in the world to you. Is that do you still feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why that would have changed. Um, you look at the Cowboys, the 49ers, I mean, you can throw the Vikings in the mix, but I think the Vikings are kind of fraudulent, um, especially after that loss to Detroit. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think things are going to get better for them. But um, you look at Dallas and the 49ers, and those are two pretty tough teams. And um, I think the question you would just have to ask yourself is, would you rather have to face them in Dallas or San Francisco, or uh, would you feel more comfortable facing them in Philly? And the answer to that is obviously face them in Philly. I mean, we know what uh, we know what having the city behind you can do for, uh, for a team in the playoffs. We saw it with the Phillies, and we saw it with the Eagles in 2017. So, um, yeah, the, the number one seed still is um, – I got my sights set on that. Um, until they get that, I'm, I'm not going to rest. I would much prefer – to bring Purdy, a seventh-round draft pick, the was the final Mister Irrelevant in 2022, throw him out on the on the field, the Lincoln Financial Field, uh, in a playoff atmosphere. That absolutely sign me up for that. Um, definitely would would love to do that. Uh, than going out there and as far as the Cowboys, I mean, there's just nothing better than the Eagles Cowboys. Uh, the only thing better than the Eagles Cowboys would be Eagles Cowboys in playoffs in Philadelphia. Uh, and as far as the Minnesota Vikings go, Kyle, listen. When Jalen Rager is making guarantees that you're going to beat teams and then you fall short, you really need to take a look, like a hard look in the mirror about yourself. So 
Minnesota's losing a lot of cred as we move along this season. Yeah, and I think, you know, they were they were one of the teams that a lot of the people, analysts, um, anyone who was, you know, had the chance to talk about them would say that, you know, I'm not really so sure about the Vikings. The point differential was uh, a little bit suspect, and, you know, it, um, especially their performances against other top teams. I mean, they got their ass kicked by the Eagles, they got their ass kicked by the Cowboys, and uh, then the Lions just now who are, seem to have found themselves on a roll. They, they handled the Vikings pretty easily too. So um, I just the Vikings kind of reek of, uh, of a fraudulent team, and I think the um, I think that that might start to reveal itself a little bit more as these uh, next few weeks come. I agree. All right, Kyle, let's move on to the here and the now. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Soldier Field, Chicago, partly cloudy, 26 degrees, football weather. I think this is the last year they're going to call it Soldier Field. I think it's the last stadium that goes by any kind of like moniker other than a sponsor. So um, old-timey football atmosphere. Eagles going to go with the white and green combos against the Bears in their traditional black and white uh, uniforms. The injury report, Kyle Quinn, let's jump into this for a second. Uh, it's pretty clean kind of. Uh, but let's talk about the Eagles first. Reed Blankenship has been ruled out. Of course, the punter for the Philadelphia Eagles, Aaron Sippos, is now on the IR. Uh, and you know what, Kyle? Let's talk about Aaron Sippos real quick. Uh, we've ragged on him. I've ragged on him. Uh, but the way he went down last week, you got to give him credit, man. He gets a punt blocked, and then he recovers it, and then tries to advance it, and almost does pick up the first down in the process, gets hurt. i got to give him a lot of credit for that, Kyle. Um, yeah, I mean, I do too. It's, it is funny, just like the one time that the punter actually has to do something that doesn't involve football, he gets injured. Uh, <laughs> poor guy, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I made this uh, this point on, on my podcast yesterday that it, end up, it, it may end up being sort of a blessing in disguise for the Eagles, at least. Uh, not, you know, for Aaron Sippos, and I, of course, wish him all the best, but um, we have a guy that we just brought in who actually can, you know, punt the football, um, not to be mean, but he's a guy that can actually, you know, pin teams down within the five, and, uh, and he actually has a few uh, a few different tricks up his sleeve, unlike Aaron Sippos, who was pretty much just a leg to kick the football, and probably more often than not blast it out of the back of the end zone, so um, in terms of the Eagles special teams, they might actually end up benefiting, as we'll see, um, if the guy still has any bullets left, because I know he's sort of an older guy. But, yeah, you know, I, I hope Aaron Sippus heals up soon, but I hope this sort of becomes one of those situations where we don't really need him back. Yeah, and that, of course, is Brett Kern. Um, he is a former Pro Bowl and All-Pro punter, most recently kicked for the Tennessee Titans. As a matter of fact, he kicked for the Titans, I think, the last five years. Uh, was left uh, lost a, a training camp battle, uh, and that's why he was available uh, to be signed. Uh, the Eagles also, with the Reed Blankenship moving to IR, uh, re-signed or brought back Anthony Harris to the team. Um, you know, Kate, the thoughts of Kayvon Wallace out there as the safety obviously is not something that I can accept either, but I don't know if Anthony Harris is much better. Uh, Kyle, is this more of a, a piece of familiarity, a guy that knows the scheme, guy knows the defense and the guy that the Eagles might feel com more comfortable than Kayvon Wallace? Yeah, no question. It's that, um, there's, um, there's pretty much no doubt in my mind that they want to avoid any sort of situation where Kayvon Wallace is out there getting meaningful snaps because, uh, I mean, let's face it, he would become a guy that quarterbacks and offensive coordinators are targeting. Uh, he's just not athletic enough. He's not fast enough. He pretty much runs like molasses out there. Um, and he's not really any sort of a playmaker. He's not nearly the guy that you would have hoped that he would have been uh, coming out of the fourth round. So Kayvon Wallace is 
decide that he's probably going to be a career special teamer. You want to keep him on special teams. You don't want him seeing meaningful time. Um, here's the thing. Anthony Harris, I know he was not good last season, and he ended up, I think it was a mid-season cut, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But yep. um, with, with guys like Marcus Epps, I mean, Marcus Epps, I don't think is this crazy talented guy. He's sort of a scrappy dude. He was, um, he's playing pretty hard. Reed Blankenship, sort of the same thing. Uh, those guys have looked serviceable this season and over the past few weeks, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you have guys like Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and uh, now Avante Maddox uh, slide back in there. So I think Anthony Harris will look better than he did last season. I don't think he's going to be out there making plays like C.J. Gardner-Johnson was, but I also don't think he's going to be a target like Kayvon Wallace would be. And then uh, who knows, maybe Blankenship will be back next week versus Dallas, and that'll uh, certainly be a game where you'll need him a little bit more. Uh, than this week with the Bears, who really don't have any weapons on the outside. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the weapons they don't have on the outside case. Uh, Chase Claypool is out uh, with a knee injury for the Bears, and uh, Trevon Wesco, their tight end, is also out uh, due due to a calf injury. Uh, Kyle, obviously, uh, we are now going to be playing a quarterback that is in Justin Fields a lot, Uh, a mirror image in some aspect of maybe a younger version of Jalen Hurts, maybe a less refined version. I can't believe I'm saying that right now, but a less refined version of Jalen Hurts. Uh, how do you think things are going to work out on Sunday at Soldier Field at Eagles-Bears? Yeah, um, you're, you're kind of right. I think Fields, there's a lot of similarities to the way Fields and, uh, and Jalen Hurts play. Fields definitely came out of college with what was thought of to be a much bigger arm than Jalen Hurts, and it definitely, I would say, is a much bigger arm than Jalen Hurts. The guy can heave that ball pretty far down the football field, but uh, like we just talked about, he really doesn't have any weapons to get that ball to. Um, I don't think this should really be a difficult game for the Eagles at all. And if they're playing like they have been over the last few weeks, then this should be another laugher of a game where Garner Minshew's getting some playing time uh, by the fourth quarter. And again, that would be pretty good this week because uh, I know it's not really that short of a week, but they will play on Saturday and it will be going on the road. So it will be nice to get uh, starters off the field early in this game. I think the Eagles are going to car that uh that what is it eight and a half nine point spread there uh down in chicago the, the bears really just don't have anything uh to stop you on defense and they really don't have anything to beat you on offense besides just and with all that being said kyle quinn what are your three keys to eagle victory yeah and uh, i'm gonna cheat on you again matt because it's really just one uh in three parts and it's justin fields part one, uh, Justin Fields part two, and Justin Fields part three. So uh, you're really not going to stop entirely, stop Justin Fields, right? I mean, he is their entire offense, and um, they're going to move the ball probably at least to some degree. I could see them putting up, you know, maybe 10, 17 points, something like that. Um, and it's probably all going to be by virtue of Justin Fields and, and his legs. Um, now, last week they were pretty good at stopping Daniel Jones. They were disciplined and stayed in the rush lanes, and they were able to keep him contained and, you know, didn't really get gashed by either him or Saquon Barkley. Um, and I don't think the Bears' rushing attack, you know, outside of Justin Fields is really all that dangerous. So um, you can stop Justin Fields from just running all over you and getting out in front of you and, you know, playing from behind him and chasing him around all day, then I think this should be a pretty good yeah, um, I'm going to cheat as well, and I'm going to go with one major, just one key to victory for me. It's, uh, you know, there's no way, any way you look at this game that, the, that this this comes out to any kind of matchup, a competitive matchup. The Eagles um, are overwhelmingly the favorites in this game. They they outclass the Bears on all three sides of the ball. Uh, but the Eagles need to not, not go into that game with that mentality. They need to go into that game and play the way they've been playing for the entire season 
uh, hopefully gets to a point in the early part of the second half where we can start taking some starters out uh, to get them ready for that stretch drive, as you mentioned, starts on Saturday. And that's when the season, in my estimation, does begin for the Eagles on Saturday, Christmas Eve. Um, but we, we, we can't smell ourselves. Uh, they got to go in and, and, and handle the business that they got to do and prepare for the rest of uh, the stretch drive of this season, Kyle Quinn. Yeah, and I, I, with a lot of other teams, I think that would be uh, a worry of mine that, that this could be sort of a look-ahead game, a trap game, you know, looking at Dallas or, you know, being overly impressed with how you played over the last few weeks. But I, I really I, – not, not with this team, man. This team is so focused, so zeroed in. Uh, Jalen Hurts, man, he, being the leader of this team, and he could not be any more locked in uh, than he is. Sometimes I even think that he has to – Rain Nick Sirianni in and lock Nick Sirianni in. Sometimes that's how freaking locked in this kid is. So uh, I don't think there's going to be any of that this week against Chicago. And with all that being said, Kyle Quinn, what is your prediction and score for Sunday? Yeah, like I said, I, I don't see this game being too tough. Uh, definitely not too tough for the Eagles offense. The Eagles defense could, uh, they could have a little bit of trouble again being on the road. Um, I can see them maybe giving up 17 points, maybe 24 if we're talking uh, garbage time. And I can see Justin Fields giving them a little bit of trouble because just because he gives everyone trouble, uh, he might break out a 50-yard touchdown. But it's nothing to get discouraged about because I think the Eagles are going to be able to put up, you know, probably another 35 to 40 points on offense uh, just with, with their starters alone. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it 35 to 17. Uh, just for those who keep the score at home, uh, Kyle Quinn is 11-2 and two, uh, going into this week. And, I'm uh I'm I'm a little worse than that. I'm six and seven, um, but I'm gonna go ahead with the I'm going with the Eagles as well. Um, there's this, uh, again I called this game back in August, and I'm staying with my original prediction. Uh, I got the Eagles 35 20, uh, beating the Bears tomorrow or on Sunday. So we're right on the same page. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 really I would be very surprised if the Eagles don't put up more than 30 points. And if they don't beat the Bears by more than 14, I would be very, very surprised. I am 100% with you there, sir. All right. So with that, uh, MVP of the game, Kyle Quinn, who steps up tonight, tomorrow, yeah. Sunday? Let's, uh, let's give it to, to Jalen. Keep it rolling with uh, with my buddy Jalen. Okay. Uh, I think I missed, missed last week on uh, Bradbury. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to go, um, yeah, I guess, you know what? I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. I think he continues that 1,000-yard you know, the 1,000-yard the performance that, he's, that, that he turned in uh, la- officially last week, I think it continues. The good times keep rolling. I think Jalen hits uh, A.J. for the first two touchdowns of this game. Uh, maybe the numbers get a little bit skewed or minimized because he comes out at a certain point, but I think it's the A.J. Brown show early and often in this game. So I'm going to give A.J. Brown my MVP. Uh, you're, you're feeling the, uh, feeling the Eagles fever there, Matt. No, no, I'm feeling the A.J. Brown fever. Um, all right, Kyle Quinn. Let's take a look now at the team that we've been following all season long, those pesky New Orleans Saints, entering week 15, 4 and 9. Currently with that fifth draft pick that uh, is ours, uh, they, they have a battle this weekend in Atlanta or at home against the Falcons. In the Desmond Ritter, uh, the beginning of the Desmond Ritter era for the Atlanta Falcons, <clears throat> Kyle, are, are the Saints a rudderless ship? Are they on their way to 4 and 13? Uh, is that is that what we're we're looking at? Because right now, Kyle, you got the Falcons, Browns, Eagles, and Panthers. That is the Saints' schedule the rest of the way out. I don't see a win in there. Maybe the Browns game potentially, or maybe even the Panther game. I don't know. But honestly, the only game I can see a win there maybe is the Browns game. What do you think? 
sleeping on the Panthers. I think the Panthers are actually the team that's going to win that division uh, just because they fired their coach midseason. <laughs> that's the only reason why I'm saying that. But um, And they also cut their quarterback. So I, I, I'm going say, I'm going Panthers all the way this year. They're going to win that division in a dreck of an NFC South. Um, and Kyle. seen the last Tom Brady this year? Team right now, nineteen of them. What? Yeah, I've, 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 I've,
Okay, so uh, you know, and, and I'm all about you know giving kudos to the magical Howie Roseman. Um, we're all about sustained winning in this town. We, we we don't want this to be a flash in the pan, lightning in the bottle, 2022, like it was in 2017. How do you think Howie can sustain? With these 20 individuals all pending for free agency and then also giving a potential raise to Jalen Hurts and then navigating the draft board, we talked about it last week, that the Eagles may actually be a trade partner at number five if that's where they're picking that high. Uh, what do you think, um, how would you attack this if you were the GM of the Eagles, these 20 individuals? Well, okay, first of all, 20 contributors isn't necessarily 20 irreplaceable players, right? I agree. Uh, I agree. A lot of those guys, a lot of those guys that you named, uh, if I'm not mistaken, are primarily defensive guys. Your Bradbury's, your Gardner Johnson, your Kaiser White. So, actually, the offense next year is pretty much going to look almost entirely the same. You know, minus maybe Jason Kelsey. Who knows? But you think you have his replacement already there? Because Hertz is going to be here. Uh, Miles, who knows? But he's a running back. He's he's a replaceable player, especially when you have most of the old coming back. AJ Brown, Devontae Goddard, they're all going to be here next year. So the offense, you really don't have to worry about. Kaiser White, you should have his replacement in Nicobe Dean, um, Garner Johnson, Bradbury. Between one of those, between two of those guys, I would imagine they're going to be able to keep one of them. Uh, after you pay Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts is going to be, I would imagine, the first thing that they get done. Um, and then the, the rest of those guys, I mean, who else did you name? Uh, a lot of those other guys are sort of bubble players. I think guys who are uh, pretty replaceable, especially if you're replenishing them. With, um, you know, if you do trade back and uh, end up getting a nice haul of draft picks, I think that's something that you can work on a little bit as, uh, as the years go by. But I think I've already pretty much resigned to the fact that defense is going to look a lot different. Uh, next year, especially if Jonathan Gannon's gone and they're replacing a bunch of these pieces uh, with younger guys. So, yeah, the defense is going to look look a lot different. The Eagles are probably going to have to find different ways uh, to win next year. But, um, you know, that's going to be a bridge at Howie, and, and we'll have to cross when we get there, and, and it'll be a much easier pill to swallow uh, if we have a Super Bowl ring. Absolutely. Year. No, I agree. Uh, but I just found it pretty interesting. I didn't uh, – I was very stunned to see the size of this list. I didn't think it was these many players. Uh, T.J. Edwards obviously is a notable player on this yeah, list as well. You're right, that's a big one. Yeah, uh, and you know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get money. He's gonna get paid somewhere, if not here. He's gonna get paid, so he's probably gone. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty sizable list. I I, I didn't realize it was that big. That's that's pretty no, much. My point. Yeah, I think I think Bradbury is probably playing himself out of uh, what our price range is gonna be. Carter Johnson, who knows? We'll see. The injury might might have honestly helped us a little bit when it comes to negotiating with him. But uh, it's really all gonna come down to whatever Howie's able to roll over with the rest of Jalen Hurts' contract. And I have faith uh, in Howie that he's gonna be able to manage uh, some of these other contracts on the cap. You know, <laughs> it's pretty much an annual tradition at this point to for him to extend Lane Johnson and take a little bit of money off the books uh, with yeah. him. So. I'm sure he'll be able to do that with some of these other guys on the roster. Um, and, you know, who knows? We'll see what Jalen Hurts' contract comes out to. And then, uh, and then yeah, there'll obviously be a ton of decisions to make, especially on the defense. Absolutely. All right, Kyle Quinn, thank you once again for your insightful um, look at everything. Uh, before I let you go, Kyle, where can the folks find you out there? Yep, so uh, catch me on Twitter at Kyle underscore Quinn, W-I-P. Um, then you can hear me on WIP all throughout the week. I'm hanging with uh, Angelo and the crew on the morning show. And then right here on the Edge of Philly Sports Network every Thursday at 7. 
with the good old bird talk here. So uh, we'll have uh, hopefully a reaction to reaction to a win over Chicago, and then we'll uh, have nice dreaded everyone's favorite Cowboys week and uh, nice fresh Michael Parsons stuff to talk about and all that. So uh, it'll be a lot. Of- yeah, I, I didn't want to go. I, I wanted to hold that on until next week because I don't want to look yeah. past the Bears. But um, obviously, well, I don't necessarily want to get into Mike Parsons' nonsense, but let's get into the Cowboys just real, real briefly. Uh, obviously, Kyle, uh, and I mentioned it to you on this program, it, Dallas weeks just haven't seemed right lately. Uh, they haven't seemed right for the last few years. I got to say, this is a big one. This is the biggest Dallas week we've had here in a in a minute, in a, in a, in a hot minute. Would you agree? Oh, my God, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I think this first one this season wasn't as huge as it could have been. I think a lot of people left the Cowboys for dead after Dak Prescott went down. I know they were winning with Cooper Rush, but still, it was Cooper Rush. There was a lot of uh, uncertainty with, um, with you know, when Prescott was going to be back. And then when they came here, we were undefeated. We were in the middle of that Philly World Series run. Um, so just a lot of reasons why I think the first one didn't have the same amount of juice. Uh, that this one does, but now, I mean, this one, the NFL's got to be salivating it at the ratings that they're going to get for this one. Eagles, Cowboys, Christmas Eve, two teams at the very top of the conference. Um, and, you know, who knows? So hopefully we're not talking about this, but results next week game, it could be even bigger. So uh, hopefully that's not the case, but it's, um, for us to clinch the number one seed, that'd be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, this is about as big as an Eagles-Cowboys week as I can remember. Now, Kyle, are you firm at 425, or would you be upset if they flex it to 8 o'clock? Um, no, I don't think I would be. I don't think I really have a preference on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, me either. I think 430 is actually a great time, honestly. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, no one really moves around Christmas Eve anyway, so it's a perfect time of the day to have that game on. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I can't wait. I, I, I don't want to look past this game because, um, you know, we, we got to win it, but all right, Kyle, we will talk next week. Until then, go birds, Kyle. All right, got it, buddy. Go birds, man. Kyle Quinn, as uh, as always here on the program, uh, once again giving his insightful uh, insight. <laughs> you like that? Insightful insight. All right, folks, you heard it here from me. That's right. I'm going Eagles this week. Um, I, I, I had this game picked in August. I, I saw this thing on the schedule back then and said there's no way that even the 8-9, as I thought they would be this year, Philadelphia Eagles would lose this game. Uh, the Chicago Bears are just a team that's heading absolutely nowhere. Uh, they are at the very beginnings of a rebuild. Um, and it honestly seems that this team has been searching for a quarterback since Jim McMahon. I mean, good God. A- am I am I alone in that? You know, the Jay Cutler stuff and, um, you know, the, uh, you know, drafting the guy, uh, what's his name? The dude from uh, North Carolina. Why, can't, why am I forgetting his name? Um He's backing up in uh, Pittsburgh now. You know what I'm talking about, that dude. But anyway, uh, Trubisky, good God. Anyway, um, this team has been searching for a quarterback for 30 years, and they may have found one in, in, in Justin Fields, but obviously um, there's a lot going on with this team than just a lack of quarterback. There's a lack of a team, and they are once again back to the back to the, back to the drawing board. So I don't think this is a get-well game for the Bears. Uh, there's nothing in my mind that tells me that this, the Eagles are going to lose this game. Um, I feel very confident they're going to win. So, And I felt very confident back in August before they were 12-1. and one. So I am going Eagles. Folks, that's going to wrap me up. Thank you for joining me on another great episode of the Talking Philly Sports with Matty, the Eagles pregame show here on the podcast. I want to thank Kyle Quinn 
for joining me as he does every week. And uh, we will talk again on Monday. We'll break this thing all down for you. And hopefully we're talking Eagles victory. Until then, go Birds.